Welcome to Crudely Drawn Swords, the actual play podcast in which I've got a new microphone so I sound way smoother than ever before. And I'm using the shittiest one I could find. <laughs> Stuart sounds like he's just like a little bee inside a can. Well, his, he even managed to drop his internet he's connection halfway frozen. through that. Yeah. Perfect. It looks like um, a freeze frame from one of the, like a 1980s intro. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's just reset on my screen. Tristan, the mobile legend. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's gone small. Oh, who? You. You. Oh, okay. It was me. Good. It wasn't us. We were all good. Yeah, that's annoying. With me is the temporary alliance of heroes that we refer to as the Hawks. On one side, we have Team Hardbody. Consisting of Adam Eagleank, played by. Uh, hi, I'm Peter. Hi, Peter. <laughs> and Enigma, Enigma, played by the illustrious Ali. Even Ali's got an echo. Meanwhile, drifting through the ether as ghosts, we have Tristan the Mobile Legend. <laughs> hi. I'm Stuart and I play Tristan and this evening my internet is playing up so I'm only catching every other word. Whoop whoop. And also Benjamin Moxon. <laughs> Hi, I'm Benjamin Moxon, host of Crudely Drawn Swords, the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Gwyn has set his name to Benjamin Moxon so uh, he's now in charge somehow. When last we saw Team Softbody, they had drifted a considerable distance from where the group of troops with Ilana Sarista, Merope and Kellick were marching north in order to scout out the terrain and ascertain what they might find there. Meanwhile, Adam and Enigma had stayed back to travel with them, wandering into the territory of the Court of Lost Renown, a dangerous pack of Hunter Fay. By now you'll have heard what happened in there, so let's follow Team Softbody. When we left, you had arrived a little after nightfall in the valley that will become known as Windrush Pass, and as you drifted your way down towards the outcrop of rock where your bodies lie in the distant future, you saw that it was covered with ramshackle buildings and capped with a bright goblin forge in which steel was melting and weapons were being created. And that was where we left things. You have drifted into Windrush Pass and on this rocky outcrop you have seen a forge at its cap and scuttling figures running up and down it, and all around it are kind of ramshackle buildings piling up along the sides and along the top, and you can make out goblin figures making their way between them, kind of framed against the light of the forge, against other lights around the place. I like that we've drifted in like little fog clouds, <laughs> and I like the idea of being really interested in like what's going on in this goblin forge. But like the wind just keeps on blowing us. <laughs> 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 like, no, let's go towards it. 
I mean, I've had a pretty good idea, Percy. What, oh, go on, man. Are we going to try and spook these and scare them and, and wreck their day? Or do you want to just observe? I was thinking that we could just do a little tour of this ramshackle place, like we're, uh, we're Brits on holiday that um, can't quite speak the lingo. Yeah, lads on tour. Mm. Yeah, get a ruler with yeah. your name on it. I don't think you... That's not what lads on tour do, I don't uh. think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to Club 1820. How much are the rulers? 20p? <laughs> Can you mate? I'm there. <laughs> that's going to be a wicked holiday. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've never been, so it could be exactly that. Yeah. It would it would get me interested, but with more walking. Yeah, it's spot on. To be fair, what was your plan then? You, you had an exciting plan. What's your exciting plan? Yeah, well, I'm thinking. What well, I thought we were going to tour around, but let's basically just try and use the fire to try and. Uh set their buildings on fire that, I mean that was your plan to set them on fire I appreciate that knowing nothing about these people that seems like a somewhat psychotic suggestion <laughs> I'm assuming they're baddies and we need to clear the way for our friends oh that's right just because they're goblins assume they're baddies I mean yeah it's true I've, I've jumped the gun I've gone straight to burn them in their houses <laughs> okay well it's all the memories, Percy, of the wall. It's coming back, and I'm getting all these oh, tactical I schemes. I, I can see things in 3D. <laughs> and it mostly involves gore and violence. Can't you normally see things in 3D? <laughs> no, I see in 2D. <laughs> mm, okay. That explains a lot. Quick cut to Trista's head, and Percy's like one of those paper dolls that's moved by sticks. <laughs> <laughs> With those pins in his arms so he can do these sort of motions <laughs> against the horizon. Well, let's keep that plan up our sleeve. Okay. And um, <laughs> let's start with having a little scare around, pick up some street food, Ooh. you know, enjoy ourselves. All right, yeah. I'll, I'll, okay, let's do that. And I'm going to form my ghostly shape into like a pair of swimming shorts and flip-flops and like a little hanky that Percy used to wear. <laughs> first things first, let's see if they can see us if we go down there. All right. That, that's probably quite critical, isn't it? Yes. So you drift down to this kind of little shanty town and you notice that round the base of it there's a carved basic wooden palisade it's not particularly strong or tall it's like maybe six foot tall but it's kind of surrounding the uh, base of the hill and there are a few goblins coming back in carrying firewood that kind of come back in and then <gasps> Tristan's eyes widen now Percy now set them on fire <laughs> and then make their way just into the town as you follow them there's no evidence of any of the goblins seeing you okay yeah let's uh let's have a snoop around then wasn't there something like a big bright light or is that just the general ambiance of goblinsville no the the general ambience is low wooden buildings fairly hastily constructed and rough looking but with flickering torchlight, so nothing is lit particularly consistently or brightly in this part of town. But up at the top of the hill, there is a big forge. I mean, I, I think that's where the, the action is. Does it look like a town or a war camp? This looks more like... It's quite small. It's really built around this hill. So it's more like a small town. Okay, see, I thought it was just like an arming point full of like an army. So it's not necessarily an army. No, not necessarily. Okay. And as you travel through, you pass a few places that seem to be doing food. <gasps> so there is some street food around. Get some of that. A lot of it seems to be like 
fried ferns and grubs of some kind. And uh, taking the culture. Yeah, yeah, of course. Let's say wedding goblin Rome. <laughs> and as you get up towards the top, you see that there is a more solid building. It's built on big, heavy posts. Then within that, it's kind of lined with metal. And inside that is a very large forge. So there's a bright light from that. One side is open and there's like a huge furnace. And there are teams of goblins. If you watch for a little while, you'll see them running liquid metal down into these moulds for swords and axe heads, which are far bigger than the goblins. These are really big weapons. Oh, they got their measurements wrong (laughs) at the design stage. And these are moulded, and then you can see them, like, taking them from the moulds as they harden and quenching them in this central pool. I say central, what I mean is a natural pool at one side of the forge, and quenching them in that before hammering them out and sharpening and going through this whole process. It looks quite industrial. It's almost like a production line for these massive weapons. Do they look like the weapons that the Newt people were using? No, not at all. These look much more sophisticated. Okay. So there's a constant sound of hammering and a hubbub. A lot of the goblins on the hammering side actually look like they have stuff stuffed into their ears and... uh, A lot of them are wearing big forge gloves to handle things, but they're handling it very adeptly. And when these big weapons will sometimes take two or three of them to carry, they obviously have very well-rehearsed patterns for lifting them and moving them efficiently. So they're kind of doing quite an effective job here. So what does the... Maybe just describe this. What does the, the heat source itself look like? The heat source looks like a very powerful um, charcoal furnace. And there are goblins dedicated to the bellows on one side, constantly running that, and then they'll swap in for some others. But it does seem to be all goblins here. All goblins, all the time. It does seem to be like that. Mm. Sometimes it'd be like that. Well... Merope is known as like the the goddess of forges and steel and well, winter and steel, I think, is her thing. So, I, I guess it stands to reason that whatever this is has been sort of become entwined with her mythos. So you think they're goodies? Well, I, I don't. I mean, there wasn't a lot of goblins in the little party we met up with initially. No, there weren't. And we've not really heard any mention of, of goblins anywhere, have we? No, I was going to say, I wonder if I could have sent a uh, a soul phone call back to Enigma to get her to check, but I don't think it works that way. <laughs> I, no, I, I don't think that you can just put the word soul in front of modern technology and it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth a try. Hold on. Yeah, see if you can send a, a soul WhatsApp. Yeah. Soul sap. <laughs> soul sap. There's a WhatsApp. But in this case, it only allows you to find out what the sap of a tree is. <laughs> she's like, I've got some sap here. <laughs> Enigma, what is it? And she's like, that's birch. <laughs> Where are they storing the finished weapons? There are several racks of these kind of gleaming weapons along the outside wall of the uh, forge. 
And the the weapons that are being produced, you said they were sort of sophisticated in some way. Yeah. Are they sort of like firearms like we've seen Adam use? No, they're not sophisticated in that regard. They're more very... It's very well made, is it? Yeah, as someone who has seen a lot of weapons, these are much better than average weapons. Oh, wow. They're good steel, they're well folded, they hold an edge. So you can fight round corners? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they would be very hard for you to wield, Percy. I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> it would be a two-handed greatsword for you. I mean, to be fair, my, my hand's are made of ghost. So. <laughs> <laughs> wow, so they're massive. Yes, they're very I big. mean, we don't have anything in our legends about creatures wielding massive weapons, so I feel like they must be doing it for baddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're unlikely to have wiped out a prior civilization and just claimed it was all cool. <laughs> That's not what people do. <laughs> yeah, but m- my gut's saying baddies. All right, well, how about we try and set their houses on fire and th- that'll give us more information? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, about what, though? Like, just... the burning point of their roofs. <laughs> yes, for one, well spotted. <laughs> also, how they react to a, an intense situation involving intense heat as I feel well. Like we could guess how they'll re- react to their houses being on fire. Percy, we're in an unknown time. These are an unknown species we've never really seen before, have we? I don't think, yeah. You haven't met many goblins. There were goblins among the rolling people, but you only met one who gave you a huge amount of money. I mean, look, we're going to float around, see if we can find a leader. And then I'm going to really try and concentrate the musical notes of me and Percy so we can have some kind of discussion. Wait a minute, let's just try talking to someone and see if they can hear us at least. Yeah, sure. Otherwise I'm going to try and get us heard so we can say, are you goodies? Mm. (laughs) (laughs) What if they trap us in a bottle though? Uh Uh-oh. We'll we'll look around to make sure the first place with no bottles. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Okay, you find a place with no bottles. Let's go to a place that only does baskets. They've got lots of gaps in them. All it has is a little box open in the middle and there are three guys with like backpacks and sticks. It's probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) So you're looking for someone who looks like they're in charge. Yeah. There is someone like yelling orders around the forge, but you're not able to communicate with them in any way because the forge is extremely loud to start with Mm. and you're at best fairly quiet. So... Oh, let's try and find someone that's snoozing or on their own. And... Why don't you closely investigate the situation? Okay. And uh, let's have a discern realities role. Yeah, I never get to do these. Aside from that, I mean, we've had a, a little look around. You give us a bit more information on that in a second. We just want to kind of second guess what it is the team that are behind us want from this place. And we think it's to, to do a right. It might be that they need to get to this particular sort of forge to, to do the right. So maybe we just need to try to work out if there is a a way to this point, avoiding lots of attention. And maybe that's the best thing that we can do, rather than have to sort of fight our way in through the front gate. Well, that's what I was going to try and see if we could uh, form some kind of friendship bond with them. But Yeah, I feel like you're sending some fairly mixed messages. Yeah, well, that's when I thought they were baddies. But don't worry. Tristan, mark experience. Yep, that's done. <laughs> so... Tristan is immediately trapped in a bottle. No! That's that's not what it says! It says you cannot discern realities! This is not fair! Oh, no. So, 
As you search around for someone you can communicate with, you come round to like a quieter spot and you see a much more ornate building. The only really ornate building that you've seen. And you drift into there. And there is a very smartly dressed goblin wearing like a waistcoat, but not like one of the forge workers. This is like ornate and silk and really well uh, embroidered and looks very dapper. And as you drift through the wall, this uh, goblin immediately looks at you and says, What do you want? What are you here for? Why do you come to my house? Well, what have you got? See? I'm going to be the hype man in the background. i got no truck with ghosts. Especially not human ghosts. Well, what have we got truck with you, son? What have we got truck with you? <laughs> <laughs> he does this little gesture with his hands and all around the room, a ring of runes starts to glow in a band right around you. Ooh, time to go. You are unable to pass through the ring. I, I told you. <laughs> Need stickers in a bottle. What, what's all this? What's all these shenanigans, eh? <laughs> I don't know where my accent is. Are you laughing at me? I, I, I'm not. I can't do any accent. It's just going to come off the, off the rails there. Now, what are you here for? If you're lucky, I'll only send you back where you came from. That's okay by me. <laughs> listen, listen, kid. I can tell you're a man of culture and a man of fine style. <laughs> Which on a little recce. He, he like rubs his little nails on his vest. <laughs> you got me right. Me and my good friend, Ghosty Jim here. You know, we saw your lights and we thought, hey, you know where we've not been? Up into the little goblin camp. Let's see what those little chaps are doing now. Little chaps, are we? Is that how you think of us? Hey, 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 hey. Little chaps. Some chaps are big, some chaps are little. I didn't say it was bad. <laughs> you know, you, you're not making little axes. You're making those big old weapons out there. Where are they going? Subtle. I'll look at Percy and wink. <laughs> Got him on the subject of the weapons, eh? <laughs> Give him some finger guns. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like this, pointing at my hand. Palm of my hand, Percy. Palm of my hand. <laughs> What's wrong with your hand? I just got Sonic in the palm of it. <laughs> you got a ghost splinter. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll look at Percy. <laughs> As if I'm pulling off the greatest heist the world has ever seen. <laughs> well, sure. Maybe you are, maybe you are. Maybe you should report into the boss. See, we're the best at what we do. This is the greatest forge in the world. We know this because we're the ones making this stuff. We're good. We're very good. We're extraordinarily good. This guy's awesome. How long has this forge been here? This forge has been here all my life. So eight or nine years at oh, least. Quite young. That's a long time. Oh, long time. Long time. Very long time. And how did it come to be? We built it. What happens is sometimes you get a group of fellas and they just get together and build something and then it's built and that's how it happened. That's how it happened here. Best place for it. Well, and why is it the best place for it? Is there something special about this oh. particular place, or is it just where you happen to be stood? Can't you feel it? You're ghosts. You should feel this stuff. 
coming right up through the rock. This is a special place for a forge. I, I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel the power. Now, of the what forge. do you surmise from that? What does your mysterious ghost powers tell you about the place, huh? Well, personally, it told me nothing. Percy, discern realities. Let's show this chump what we can do. <laughs> you listen, little goblin. If I can roll seven plus, you're in trouble. <laughs> well, it's a long time since you did that, so I'm not too concerned. <laughs> like, oh, wounded. My ghost fades a little bit as I shrink into myself. Oh. This place has a great and mysterious magic to it. That's all there is to it. That quenching pool out there, a weapon quenched there, it'll cut through anything. That's why we built here, and that's why the boss employs us, and that's what we want. That's pretty smart. Got to give you credit. Yeah. Well. Yes, you have. Who buys all your weapons, then? The boss does. The big guy. How big's the big guy? Is he bigger than me? And I'm going to draw myself up to my full height Ugh, and tense on my muscles. No. He's a more suitable size, a more personable size. We get on a lot better with him. Cause... Wait, is he bigger or smaller than me? What's his name? Oh, he's the boss. And before X. Oh! He's got this big old army. And we're making the uh, weapons for him. The best weapons they ever saw. Oh, you're doing a great job. I certainly am. I bet he's really pleased. He's so pleased the army's coming in. A few days, they're going to report in and load up on the best weapons you ever saw. Oh, that's good news. I knew it. We're in the right place. We're here to fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any call for ghost soldiers? <laughs> yeah. Ghost soldiers, eh? What can you do? Well, you know, ghost things. Oh, I'm can... Actually, I'm going to try and tweak the magic so it gives him, like, heart palpitations. Just a demonstration, I'm like, I could burst your heart with my hands. Think of that times a thousand. Think how much they'd fear us if we could do that. And I'm going to make the room smell really strongly of soap. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Tristan, you actually find that oh, your no. attempt to reach him through the harmony slips away. Wow. There's something about him that when you try and reach for it, like the harmony doesn't seem to want you to. So you're trying to persuade him that you can be ghost soldiers. Yeah. Which sounds like parley, maybe. Oh, wait, is that one of my moves? Or a defy danger on charisma. I feel like... Let's do let's both. Let's see how persuasive you feel. And then we'll know which one of us won him over the stinky smelling room or the no effect anything. <laughs> <laughs> parley is... I can roll parley if you want. Uh, okay, parley so... du français. Let's both do it. <laughs> okay, Tristan Wilde makes a move, parley. Oh, Percy, <laughs> your stinky room. <laughs> that was worse than my doing nothing. <laughs> that was to assist you, though, so yeah, I think good. we're still good. Ghost soldiers, eh? So, you want to join up? Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. All right. You the, seem like the kind of fellas we need. Dead ones. Something a bit different. Yeah. Something that they ain't ready for. They ain't expect. I bet you could spy like nobody's business. <laughs> you yeah. wouldn't believe it. <laughs> the things we could tell you, Tab's nose. All right. I'll call the boss in to mark you and then we'll be good to go. Oh, um, before that happens, can Get we just... Get him in here. Can't wait to meet him. <laughs> okay, we're going to do stuff as soon as he drops that seal. Oh, go on, yeah. I'm going to feel for the vibration for as soon as that um, seal drops. And I'm, I might just try and, like, almost ghost nuke. <laughs> just concentrate really hard on exploding and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to take it from you, but there might be a cost. 
No, I, I, yeah, well, I was thinking basically as soon as the seal drops, the plan is to try and draw the musical notes of the straw huts and the musical notes of well, the forge and the fire. Huts, to be clear, they're like planks. They're wooden. And, yeah, they're wooden, but they're like planks and yeah. kind of like shantytown looking stuff. Well, I kind of want to draw, to find the notes of the wood and find the notes of the fire and the embers and kind of make them attracted so they just kind of just sucked towards each other. But he doesn't seem to be dropping the seal. Oh, well, we'll wait until he does. He's like, taps his chest. Boss, I got got some guys who'd like to talk to you. I'm going to try and possess him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you have the legal right. Nine-tenths of the law. Mm. Uh, so, what moves that? Um, I'm going to see... Because I've got a spiritual connection. Oh. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I want to see, as we're in his little domain, yeah. if there's something there that seems to be like connected to him. I'm guessing there's going to be quite a lot. Yeah, there is. Then I'm going to try and sort of use that to as a sort of grounding, sort of better type thing to jump into him. Okay. So is that making the move? Yeah, That's sure. a pretty good roll. Seems it's really good. Then we'll take that. That's a 14. <laughs> yeah. So that's about as good of a hit as you could get, I think. Yeah, so you are suddenly in the body of this goblin. And you can feel his mind quiescent, almost sleeping. Like you've sent him to sleep and you're there now. Cool. Um, I'm going to just say, yeah, uh, we're all on track, boss. Orders are going through great. We just wanted to update you with those details. I mean, that's all, really. <laughs> you hear a voice reply saying, good, good. I'm glad to hear it. Remember to check in. The army will be with you soon. Oh, just how soon will they be? I anticipate you've got about three days, four at the outside. Three or four. Okay, well, we'll assume it's three, and then we can we can work to that deadline. If we get a little bit more time, then we can produce some more weapons, you know? Very good. Thank you, Greg. We appreciate it. Any time. And then uh, the presence is gone from your mind. And I will drop the seals. <laughs> you say, the seal, Tristan, the seal is gone. <gasps> Percy is possessing the goblin. Nice. It's time. And I will walk out of the house, still possessing him before I play <laughs> into that possession. Yep. Okay, so you walk out, and Tristan, what are you doing? So I'm basically going to set everything on fire. I'm doing a bit of a bamber. He's taught me one thing, is that fire is pretty useful. So like I said, I'm going to sit there and kind of look at the the ways of the wood and the notes of the, uh, the fire and try and play them together, kind of in a musical matrixy way, and sort of form a song that combines both tunes together and thus weaving them so they're attracted towards each other. A mashup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm doing a mashup. Okay, roll music a Monday. I mean, yeah, I'm doing a shit one. No, you probably do a good one. Okay. Honestly. Oh wow, Percy won a fourteen. Yeah, yeah, Percy's leaving you standing. Oh, oh yes. So you can bring a nearby disharmony back in line with the tree music. Push something nearby from harmony into disharmony. Conceal yourself within the harmony or convey a brief message up to someone distant who you know. No, we're working it. I'm, I'm in ghost form. I'm using new new skills. Yes, and the details here are 2,000 gold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> a very reasonable cost per spell. I think you'll agree. So you're trying to reach to the fire 
Yeah, my idea is that all of the embers that are coming up from the forge, yeah. maybe the main body of the fire stays the same, but it's the embers that are drawn to the wood. And unlike normal, where they would just go out, they, they'll still burn, and they're, they're encouraged to burn into the wood and bind as one musical note. Okay, so uh, what you're saying is that you can't start a fire without a spark. Yes! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Gunsling is not for hire, <laughs> even if we're just dancing in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> so this is a success. I, I, you can't just make everything explode. No, it's, no, 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 it's not that it explodes. That's way beyond what Tristan can reach, but you can definitely guide some sparks to inconvenient places. That we, like, yeah, it's not to blow it up, it's to start multiple small fires on the things that will attract, yes. so they're basically sending them into disarray. Yeah, so you're able to do that, and a couple of small fires start, and you hear alarm bells ringing, and goblins are charging up and down, and grabbing buckets of water and things. One thing you see is that they are very efficient. Okay, good. You get the impression that this is not an unusual occurrence. God darn it. You get the impression that being a small wooden town <laughs> surrounding a forge, actually rogue sparks setting things on fire happens relatively often. Yeah. So it's kind of like an order of magnitude. It's taking them longer to fight it, but you can't keep these you can't keep these sparks burning forever when they're dousing them very effectively. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Because okay. it's just what they're used to doing. Hey, Percy, try and freeze the pool over. Then they can't put the fires out. Fire and ice. <laughs> That's Percy and our two personalities. He's the ice man. I'm the fire boy. Wait. Maybe. Or how about we... I mean, we've had a conversation with this guy. His consciousness was sort of pushed back. But, I mean, we haven't sort of particularly, other than being a bit keen to sign up to be soldiers... We haven't telegraphed our uh, intentions too much. Mm. Why don't we just quickly scope away up here and then cheese it? I mean, yeah, we're ghosts. To be clear, Percy is saying this in the voice of the goblin because <laughs> he is still possessing the goblin at this point. Oh, I'll whisper it in that case. Oh, Percy, tell him to stop putting the fires out. <laughs> this is genius. Hey, you there, don't put those fires out, see? <laughs> We, I could actually do something as this uh, goblin, couldn't I? Let the town burn. That's... The boss wants it to burn. See, the it, enemy's it, close. It's not, it's not going to work. That's clearly not going to work. <laughs> it, how dare you? Um... <laughs> to be fair, he's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Let's see if we can. Oh, is there like a foreman or somebody there? Uh, yes, there is the uh, the forge master or the, the head of the forge right now. Okay, I'll go and sort of talk to him then. Is this little goblin guy? Yep. The forge master's like, What, Greg? Oh, uh, yeah. Hey there, I've just been talking to the boss. Uh, he says there's been a bit of a hiccup in the plan. The army's on the way. They were expecting, I don't know, three, four days, but they're going to be uh, caught up maybe sort of two days down the trail, and they want us to package up all of these uh, weapons uh, in sturdy crates, nail them all down, and they'll send some uh, logistics people down pick them all up, and transport them down the way. So, get them all nailed up. And the, the uh, Forgeman's like, Alright, we'll call them in. And he starts yelling some instructions. You boys, find some crates. When you finish putting that spark out, come over here. We got some packing up to do. 
It's time to move things for the boss man. Forget about the fire. It's not important. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, and I'll walk this little goblin back to his hut um, before yeah. sort of booting him into it and sort of jumping out. Okay, yeah. So he kind of like stumbles in and Percy's out of there. And what do you do? Um, I think we're just going to flee. <laughs> okay, you're fleeing. All good. If we can try to work out uh, any other sort of alternative routes up to this top sort of forge bit, yeah. Whilst we uh, get out of there, then great, we'll do that. Okay, cool. But I think it's probably time to try and get back and meet up with the others. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Team Softbody floats through the night, returning to the river, which was about where you thought you'd meet the others. And sure enough you find on the south bank you can see a campfire and as you drift down you can see a small camp with a few tents and uh, 12 or so members of the group there um it's like 2 or 3 a.m ben is there a fire in the middle of the campsite a fire yes there is yeah, I'm going to try and combine the tent music <laughs> with the embers. I'm going to burn something tonight. <laughs> so it's pretty late in the evening. What have you been doing since you made camp, Adam and Enigma? Snoozing. Enigma immediately hits the sack. Like that classic ranger ability to like stop and just go to sleep. Another occasion where this is a fantasy world. <laughs> Enigma is everything I want to be. <laughs> good at sleeping. Good at sleeping, good at directions. <laughs> it's all I want from life. Understandable. And I can never achieve. So, Enigma is sleeping. I am very sleepy. Adam, what are you doing when Team Ghost return? Uh, sitting by the fire, sort of twirling my hat. Just kind of firelight reflecting on your face. Yeah, I'm trying to take it in, to be honest. It was kind of harrowing in a strange way. So, as you drift in, most of the crew are asleep. Uh, it sounds like Adam is sat by the fire looking a bit worse for wear. Oh, we can have some fun. There are a couple of other people on watch on different sides of the camp facing out into the darkness of the forest night. Okay, well, we, well, there is one thing we can do. So I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna rush ahead, and I'm, I want to fly into the fire. Yeah. Like, kind of sneak my way into the fire, fan the flames, and then I'm gonna be like, Adam Eagle Ank, this is your king speaking. <laughs> How goes your quest? Adam, you can see Tristan in the fire saying that. <laughs> For some reason, he's wearing shorts and a handkerchief yeah. tied on his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's got a ruler with Tristan written on it. Yeah. <laughs> he's really proud of it. I have assumed the form of someone you know to make this easy on you. <laughs> <laughs> but I know you. <laughs> hey Adam. Are you alright, my friend? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, I like I grabbed Kellek's arm and I was like, can you see that? Squints and it's like, oh yeah. Yeah, your ghost friend, huh? Oh, I'm just gonna sit down on the log, dejected next to him. <laughs> well, that's not that didn't work, how I <laughs> nothing's working this evening, Adam. This <laughs> this is ridiculous. Hmm. I'm going to fly into the fire. No, no, Adam, I am your king. 
<laughs> Don't trust him, Adam. I'm the real king. <laughs> He's not. It is I, the king. Adam. Whoa, Adam, look, it's the real king. I was just joking, but there he is. I'll take a regal bow. I'm the king and so's my dad. <laughs> I said nothing. He's assumed the form of someone you know, so you'll feel comfortable. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> this is all a dream, Adam. Adam Eaglehank, you have come far on your quest. But now you must look to your heart to continue. Oh, you should listen to him, Adam. This guy means business. Tell us, what have you learned? Oh, it's clearly Percy. Do you want to step out of the fire or...? Yeah, okay, I'll step out of the fire, yeah. It's quite... I mean, I... Okay. It's not hot, but it looks hot, and that kind of makes you think that it is hot. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, look, you look great. Yeah. You look great. <laughs> yeah. So, how has it been? How things? Pretty horrible, to be honest. That's the spirit, lad. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is that a side effect of meeting us again, or? Um... No, I'm really glad to see you. I mean, you don't need to sound so enthusiastic about it. We're, we're glad to be back. We had an encounter with the court of. Lost renown. Oh yeah, those guys. Poof, God, hate them. Nasty business, then. Yeah. What happened? They trapped us in kind of a briar maze. Ooh. Wow, we got trapped in a bottle. Well, it wasn't really a bottle, mm. but you know, it was, it was like a big bottle <laughs> that shaped like a hut. <laughs> okay. So, um, pretty similar experiences, really. Yeah, right. Yeah, all things right. considered, we've gone through just as much as you, quite well, frankly. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well. So stop stop feeling sorry for yourself. Pick, Pick yourself, yourself up, lad. up by the bootstraps. <laughs> We're just Josh and Adam. This is our way. We've all had a, hmm. a near miss, it seems. What, what happens? What happens on your... Uh... Tell us. I'll sit down next to Adam and I'm going to droop a ghost arm over his shoulder that just flops through his body and just kind of rests halfway through his chest on his heart. What's what's the problem, fella? We're, tell us what's up. I mean, it's meant to be a nice gesture, but I've forgotten I'm a ghost. <laughs> Sounds quite threatening. Yeah. <laughs> You're just going to rest your hand on his heart. <laughs> yeah, tell us what's up. It's just that my arm's sunk in. It's, you know, I'm, I can't judge how heavy my arm is now. If anything, I suppose it's sticking out through the side of his head and it's sort of going in one cheek and out the other. <laughs> uh, well... It started with uh, we found ourselves sort of in this these hedges closed around us and we couldn't get out and there were all these thorny briars everywhere and I turned to the others and I said we've we've got to break out of this because it's a trap and Enigma went to talk to Kellogg about finding a way out and I just hacked my way through one of these hedges first rule of survival good move well done so far. But it, the thing was, that it just closed behind me. Ooh. And so we got separated. Hmm. Oh. Never, ever hack through a Briarthorn. I've told you that. It's the first rule of survival. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I thought I, would, I was making an exit for everyone. But hmm. I ended up on my own. And there was just another, like, another row of these hedges. And I managed to climb a tree. And I could see that they just covered, like, this whole area of forest. And it was just, like the same patterns again and again. So some sort of maze. I could see this lake and I couldn't find Enigma or any of the others. Uh, and I got to the lake uh, eventually, um, but then it all got very blurry and, and we ended up in this, this palace. Um, and it was this ball that was happening and we were all there in our finery and 
and Enigma had this huge dress on. Classic. Like it must have been at least as wide as she was tall. <laughs> Just going to drop the link into the uh, chat now. <laughs> and, uh, it was all a sort of a celebration in her honour. She she killed this beast or something. Typical. <laughs> but it was like we stumbled into the the court of lost renown, this fake court. And we had to dance and we just couldn't snap out of it. Like we all had this feeling that like we needed to be somewhere else, but nobody could remember where or how we got here. The faceless knight was there and this jester, uh, tumbler figure. And and um, we managed to get Merope to use her, her sky singing magic to kind of break the, the spell of this court because it was clear that like not everything was adding up like the reflections in the mirror weren't right and we just wanted something to snap ourselves out of it and that's uh, when this illusion started to fade and it turned out we were underground and, and it was this sort of stone hall with all this sort of rotten food on the, on the table and mm, a banquet then we had to sort of fight our way out, really. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's certainly comforting to know that there are certain constants wherever you go in in time or space, and that one of those constants is that when faced with a time-limited critical task, there's there's always opportunity for a big party instead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean... You'd be surprised how often that's come up. <laughs> you can't always have time for a picnic, so sometimes it's got to be a party. Sometimes you, you just got a party or gig... Or go to some form of ball. So, in summation, you climbed a tree, you went to a party, you danced a lot, you had a great time. Come on, buddy! Sounds like it was great fun! <laughs> you you know, you looked in the mirror, there was, I think you said there was some food on your top or something. You didn't like the party, and then you looked around and you weren't at the party. You're alright, buddy! Admittedly, I feel like that's pretty mean. Maybe maybe he just really doesn't like parties. Maybe he's not a party guy. Look, we're not... I'm not really a party guy. Have you tried jogging? We're not knocking it, Adam. It does sound pretty unpleasant. Michelangelo is. Well, yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo is. It was a good job we had Enigma and uh, Merope and Alana with us. So that I'm assuming these are the people that they are fighting in this time. These are a new group of fae. Did any of them have like a massive smile and loads of pointy teeth? Uh, I think the tumbler did. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, you, you might be seeing him again soon, it seems. I mean, it, like I said, things weren't always like... The Western Queen like turned into this giant snake. Uh, okay. And uh, Enigma pinned a faceless knight to a wall with an arrow. That was pretty cool. Wow, fair play magic bow. I mean, that also happens in most parties. <laughs> <laughs> Not saying it was drugs. Yeah, the parties are different. Where, but... Where you guys come from. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and you, you guys have got out. You're all here now. Did we lose anyone? Uh, no, no, I think we got everyone out. Oh, for no, thank goodness. We lost like three people. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> Maybe uh, <laughs> this bit of conversation could have been better toned. <laughs> <laughs> no, we did lose some people. But, like, they were like some chumps. Oh, yeah, yeah I was going to say, they were mooks. And they're going to pop I'm the one who's supposed to like, forget oh. we lost people. It's a long time since Monday. It's been 
forgetting hard. Yeah, but more importantly, Enigma just doesn't give a shit. Enigma's <laughs> hardcore. Well, I'm glad you made it out of there, Adam. Yeah, me too. Sounds like it was a close call. Uh, you too, Enigma, but I mean, we know Enigma's pretty camp capable and competent. <gasps> yeah, I know. Yeah, Enigma's like snoozing in the background somewhere, I think. So. Enigma's loving the dress. It's good, isn't it? <laughs> oh, wait, I haven't checked. I just, as it was a, a dress that was as wide as you were tall, I'm like, that's something we would definitely say. Imagine what you're picturing. Now click the link. <laughs> And that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so, didn't you have a tiara instead? Oh, of yeah, a yeah, yeah. Bonnet? Tiara instead of bonnet, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Probably knitted. And didn't you have legs instead of a toilet roll under your skirt? <laughs> no. no. No, I had wow. toilet rolls around my ankles. Fair <laughs> play. So, how was your day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got stuck in a bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we did find out some information about where we think we're going and what lies there and who's pulling the strings. Uh, so, great. You know, we, we didn't come back completely empty-handed. Um, you bottled it. it. It's someone we've met previously. Yeah. So it, An old know, friend. An old friend. Well, friend's a strong word, isn't it? Was it the dandy? Yeah, it, I'm guessing Enigma's there with us now. Yeah. Yeah, it was the cloud of teeth. He's on his way. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's what we're thinking. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> ideal. Uh, long story short, uh, Adam, the Cloud of Teeth, not we're a nice not. fella. We don't like him that much. Yeah, he's pretty powerful. You think you had a bad night the other day? Oof. Right, so what What do we do? Just be scared, be very scared. There's nothing you can Bring do. Bring in well, the dentist. <laughs> it does mean that we have some information that we can use as leverage. Maybe we need to have a bit of a conversation with Merope or whoever's in charge here and see what we can work out before we start working towards an end. And so perhaps we'll take it to the morning. Breakfast scene! Uh, all the way to breakfast scene. <laughs> oh yeah, what did you say? Don't have a breakfast scene? <laughs> no, she was saying have a breakfast Yeah, but scene. you then said something that sounded like, oh, you've had breakfast. I'm like, let me just stop you there, Ben. No, I said always have a breakfast scene. Good, good. <laughs> I apologise for my lack of faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so somehow, even though there's only like 12 of them, they have got an extensive breakfast tent with uh, a range of options. Sugar puffs. Uh, no. <laughs> like crepes, there's, uh, <laughs> there's fry-ups, European breakfast, if you found... No, there's none of that, but there is... Uh... Oh, what? Thank God. He dangled it in front of us and then whipped it away. <laughs> but me and Percy can't eat it. That's the worst thing. We'd have to eat through you two. Ah, uh, you'd have to have ghost breakfast. It might be a ghost trolley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like, ghost trolley. Full of like dead papaya fruit. A ghostess trolley. <laughs> There's got to be some eggs, a bit of meat, maybe some herbs. A bit of ghost melon. Maybe some bread. Sausages. Yeah, there's that stuff. There's whatever Enigma has caught. Yeah, a bit of rabbit. A cold. You're by a river, actually, so... Water. Mm. Well, the troops manages to, like, spear a couple of fish. Nice. And uh, they're cleaned up and, like, cooked out. And Once they're dead, we'll eat their spirits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I like the idea that sort of Enigma and Adam are sitting at the table and we're like... Oh, try a bit of fish now. And what, what is it like? Yeah, it's nice. Oh, yeah, eat some eggs now. Quick, eat some eggs. Grab a bit of that bread. Because we can't taste it because we're obviously ghosts. And we're like, how is it? Describe it. We haven't had breakfast for ages and now we can't eat any. Typical. So at this point as well, the river is quite wide and it runs very clear, but it's wide 
and it's deep and you've got you're sort of on a low meadow at the riverbank a little gap in the trees and it passes into forests on the other side as well um, you would think that you're probably in the future you'd be a little upstream from Farndale but there isn't an obvious route to cross there's a couple of little grassy islands out in the uh, water but there isn't a bridge or an or any boats pulled up or anything convenient like that. And as breakfast is concluded, most of the group are kind of looking over. You can see Merope and Kellex stood at the side of the river looking out over it and clearly uh, trying to decide a crossing strategy. So what are you doing, Percy? I want to talk to one of them, really. I've not actually had a chance sure. to have a bit of a chat about what's going on and where we're sort of seeing things happening because I tried to butt in on somebody else's conversation but they couldn't hear me, so... Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah, so you can always take one of the people that can hear you easily anyway and, like, have them on hand. Hmm. Well, I think it's probably Merope that, that is the one to have a chat to. Yeah, sure. So as you kind of head over there, she's saying... Well, could you raise a bridge? And Kellett's saying, might waste me for the rest of the day if I do. You know, they can't talking like that. I'll, I'll just kind of sort of sidle in and join the conversation. Oh, yeah, yeah, a bridge would be really useful there, wouldn't it? <laughs> she kind of turns around and squints and goes, Percy, is that it? Yes, that's me, yeah. Sorry, yes, I, I don't know if we were formally introduced and it's two episodes ago, I can't be bothered to go back and listen. So... <laughs> I think we were briefly, um, but yeah. then we were set upon by uh, some interesting fellows uh, that were quite pus-ridden. Um, and you went one way, and we went the other. Uh, and, uh, That's right. So the wheels of fate turn. She says, yes. I, see, Alana mentioned you and said you were sort of the leader of this little group. Your allies were a tremendous asset to us. Oh, yeah, they're, they're very good. Yeah. During the problems yesterday. I'm, I'm sure they would have been. Um, we haven't really had a chance to... Sorry, Adam was given the soul phone signal. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hello? It's given the hang ten. I see. Hang ten. Is it the 80s again? Yeah. That's <laughs> where he comes from. He comes from the 80s, you guys. It's rad. He probably does have a mobile phone, but it's really big. Yeah, with an aerial that comes up. So, we've obviously had a bit of an influence on what's going on here, and we haven't really had much of a chance to discuss in any sort of depth what exactly your objectives are and how how our actions might fit in with those. Can I sort of start by sort of asking about, about that attack? Yes, of course. As you guys sort of made for the higher ground, myself and my uh, ghost detective pal uh, Tristan T. Wilde over here, <laughs> we made for the, the wall that you raised and then sort of engaged the big creature uh, it was full of sort of pox uh, that were sort of giving birth. Oh, they were coming from a pus mother, were they? A pus mother. That's a good name for them. So what exactly is that? I don't know if it's similar in your time, but I, I suppose it isn't. The forests here are very full of life, as though the world is experimenting constantly with new peoples and new creations and then growing immediately bored with them. So creatures come and go very rapidly, and these are something we've seen for a couple of years, no more. 
these newt people and then this hulking pus mother creature but normally they are less aggressive than that they don't normally pursue with that level of vigor yeah well the the creature was being possessed and controlled by something not of this plane Ooh, what did you see what was that honestly listen back two episodes ago (laughs) um, and you'll get a pretty good idea (laughs) like subscribe mash that bell button (laughs) i might be remembering this wrong um yes there there was some sort of creature at the helm almost like it was controlling or riding it or what have you um it appeared to be some sort of like faceless knight a faceless knight but it recognised me in, in my form, and so I, I pulled a few tricks and sent it back where he came from. And at that point, the the thing that was pursuing you kind of collapsed and went about its normal, orderly, if pussy business. <laughs> pussy. She, she gives you a slow nod and says, That was very well done. The creature in question was part of the courts that we found ourselves hunted by. We encountered it, so it must have found a way to project itself across the realm, which is why you could perceive it. Its spirit was there, although its body was somewhere further away. I see. Because we were confronted by it yesterday when we faced the court. It was powerful, but we were fortunate to have your allies alongside us. Hmm, okay. So, I understand that you have seen some of our future. You have seen the world beyond this. We've seen a future. Of course. We've seen our future. I don't know that I've seen yours, necessarily. I see, of course. I have no more idea if there are one or many than anyone else does, I suppose. The theorists are divided. But assuming for a moment that the future that follows is one that is consistent with what happens here, frankly, the history books are rather silent upon what exactly is going on with the rituals that you are performing the events that sort of led up to them. We know that they were a series of big rituals and we've got an idea about the outcome, but we don't know what our part has been in that and whether they would have been successful or not without our intervention. Mm. Me and my colleagues here can provide you some significant help that may tip the balance. From what I understand, then you were not particularly expecting this to be successful, so it is interesting that we believe it it was um, and are able to bring a certain insight and leverage that you might not have had before. Yes, any information you could give us on what the consequences even may be would be tremendously useful. Very well. I mean, I'm I'm not taking you away from your bridge planning, am I? Bridges aren't really my thing. Kellek's the mechanical one. I'm more of the... I'm more of a theorist the Sky Singer would allow me to adjust the music of the world, but it doesn't really give me much useful infrastructure building skills. Oh, great. And maybe we have to improvise some pontoons. Well, I think I have some information, and I also have a proposition, perhaps, because there will be things that we will ask uh, of you in return for what we're able to offer, um, and that will apply more widely than just yourself. The others that are also engaged in similar rituals would need to agree. I don't know if there's a way of communicating with them. I'm able to communicate with them, yes. 
Okay. Via what? Um, sap. <laughs> I can identify any kind of tree. <laughs> but the answers you'll receive will be quite limited. Let's take a space next to the fire for a moment, and um, I'll invite the others of, uh, of my crew and any... Anyone that you feel needs to be involved from yourself. Aglana would... Yeah. Um, she's seen a little bit more than, than you have, uh, so she would be useful to, to have there as well, perhaps. Yes, and, and so you are gathered round the fire, assuming you all want to be. Um, well, as Percy walks up to the fire, I'm going to fan the flames. It is me, a coney! <laughs> <laughs> How goes your quest, Percival Clef? I have assumed the form of someone you know well. A coney, is it really you? <laughs> it is my favoured paladin. <laughs> How fair thee! Not a paladin anymore. <laughs> Merope's like... Coney. Yes, how can I help you? Might you might jump in the gun, actually, on second thoughts, Tristan. Just have a seat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll lead you through this gently, perhaps. Yeah. Don't, don't worry, I wasn't going to blow the cover. If you're saying what I think you're saying, then I'm reassured that my friends are remembered, even if you can't pronounce their names. Oh, what's her Ooh. name? Akane. Akane. Ah, yes, that, that's what we've said all along. Kanye. Al Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Ma, I, that's the one time I've got it wrong. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I've made a fool of myself. So, our belief is that this ritual that um, is going to be conducted, if we do things right, succeed in that. We don't know what the cost is. I mean, the cost might be all of your lives, all of our lives. It might be the destruction of our, our patterns, for all we know. But there is the memory of yourselves, and there is an extended period of order that follows it. You see something relax around her eyes, and she smiles a little bit. And she says, this is tremendous news. It's a gamble, but... Well, as, as I say, it's, it's a timeline. It's not necessarily the timeline. And whether the fact that we are here is crucial to that outcome or is derailing that outcome it's who knows really although my my suspicion is it's the former these rights it's proper um and correct that these rights take place you have obviously identified this as crucial to events that are transpiring right now and as i say from it a sustained period of order will uh, occur I mean, particularly in sort of the, the Western Kingdoms. I'm less familiar with the Eastern Kingdoms, but an order of sorts, a, a balance uh, will be sort of struck for a good while. So we are interested in trying to help you bring about the goals that you are bringing about. Now, here is the interesting bit that perhaps you haven't banked on. Where we come from, our times, yourself and the other Sky Singers, I assume, uh, Akoni or whatever her actual name is, Aconia. Yes. Yeah, we are. Pieta and Hilera, Asterope. Yep. Maya and Kaleno. So Stop they... saying them wrong! Prison will slam his hand down on the chest. <laughs> they are known within our sort of timeline uh, as the Seven Sisters, as goddesses that we forged the world. Goddesses? I think that is probably sort of critical to the success of this. I mean, perhaps it is even that the rites themselves are not the, the things that succeed, but the ascension of yourself and other sky singers to the divine might allow you to wield enough power to hold order and we would like to assist with that he's listening very carefully and then 
from like a little flat pouch on her waist, she takes some paper and starts writing down some equations very briskly and kind of studying them and she's sort of the space is empty perhaps so there could be a route to ascension a route that we're willing to assist with um, you are aware and from our previous conversations and uh, Ilana's presence that this world is sort of ever changing uh, not really sure where Adam's from, uh, or what's going on with him, but... Uh, Sakavalon is where I'm from. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, Sakavalon. She says, ah, oh, Sakavalon. <laughs> oh, you know... No, haven't heard of it. Oh. No. No, oh, no, never heard no. Of it, nothing. No, neither no. have we. No. What is consistent amongst all of them is the, the Lands of the Dead. That seems to be an anchor that sort of sits... Yes. ...beneath, uh, amidst whatever else, um, each of these, these planes. So, yes, it might be entirely possible that there is another space that you need to get to to occupy a divine presence and wield that kind of power that will enable you to to combat the threat as you see fit. There will be a time, however, where that order comes to an end and we will need your assistance in, in another way. Of course. What do you need? What will you need then? If we are able to bring this about, it will be an achievement unparalleled in centuries. If you're able to bring that about, there will still be sort of the echoes of the Fae. You'll not entirely sort of get rid of them. They will still exist. Of course. And there will still be elements, like core sort of elements, um, that will exist as, as power. Yes, the entities of chaos and the entities of law. Um, and of fire and, and ice and... Those are both lawful forces. Okay. They're almost a counterbalance to the Fae in our conception of the world. A fire and a glacier proceed by a very orderly route to an ordered end. Hmm, interesting. Whereas the Fae operate always upon random strangeness and invention and change. They cannot ever be the same. I see. So the end that we wish to work to is one in which each of those forces are balanced. The catastrophic consequences that we are attempting to, to deal with, uh, perhaps sort of at one point then I thought it was our own sort of free will that brought us there, but I, I suspect actually no, it might, this might just be a path that, we are, that the world is set upon will result in a great concentration of that element. I mean, particularly um, a, a big element of fire um, and uh, the, the corruption of something to do with ice. What we would like you to work towards once you've restored order is giving up that power and just balancing it, returning it to the land so that the ordinary people and folk can grapple with small smidgens of it at a time, perhaps. Bring about logical thinking so that there is sufficient structure to the world that it is able to thrive and progress without there being such a concentration of power that it is obliterated. But having elevated you to that divine plane, I can see no other way of reordering that than by your will that has been sort of tested and exerted over millennia, and we will need you to make those calls. 
and to agree to it. We can get you there, but then we need to have faith and trust in you that you will be able to help out in that way when the time comes. I will promise to help you in whatever way I can. If we can bring order to the world, bring an end to this terrible age, if our right can work, then it will be its own reward. But if we are ascendant, as you suggest, then there are several risks we need to mitigate. And I do not know what the limitations of the divine are. So I don't know if we are there, what ways we can and cannot influence the world. But I say for my part that what you're saying seems fair and logical. You're seeking what? A, a shape and a structure? Um, yes, I think that sounds like what we're after. Very well. I will, of course, consult with my sisters, and we shall see what we can find. I do not expect anyone to find these terms unreasonable, and the age you can offer is considerable. Each age of our civilization is just a, a moment in time, and we wish to sort of preserve as many of those ages uh, as we can, where we know that they have been successful. We will furnish you with whatever information we can, and we will sort of assist in trying to establish the building blocks to allow that. And that's what we ask for uh, once the, the time comes. <laughs> there is a, a contraption. We've always sort of seems to be counting down to a, a time within our lifetimes, and we've never been particularly clear on what that is. Um, it seems clear to me now that that is something that we could forge with you so that we know when that time is. Similarly, the, um, the religious order that I had hitherto dedicated my life to, they were dead set against anyone that might follow a lineage of fire. I suspect that, in hindsight now, that might be something that we just need to put in place to ensure that things don't go awry before the time's right. Yes, there will be things that we need to control. There is another concern I have is that there will always be those who seek and drive for greater power. If it becomes clear that ascendance is even possible, then we will find ourselves beset. We need to find a way to... Close the door behind you. Very literally. And I say this with the best will in the world. I believe that we can change the world for good, but I also believe that those who would change it for ill would be interested to seek that power and if we are to maintain this time then we'll need to find ways to do that but you've given us warning that we need to and that we did not have before very good perhaps if you can speak to your sisters and put this proposal to them that would be useful in the the meantime uh, myself and tristan we've got a pretty good idea of where you're heading because uh, we've been there in our time and right now there is a goblin citadel uh, that has been constructed around it uh, seems to be a large forge um, and they seem to be answering to ambithorax you see a slump a little and goes of course it would be one of the masters of the canavir hmm. nothing but the worst for us an army is due to arrive there within perhaps three to four days, and they are expecting to be equipped um, by 
magnificent weapons that have been constructed in the forge. There is a chance, if you're able to send forward a forward party, um, that we can snatch those weapons before they turn up. If you're able to do this, it would be a great asset. I think whatever we do, we must move very fast. The timing of this right is very important because we have had to synchronize it across a continent and it will have to happen at the same moment here and in Artushka and in the far east and the far west all these things must be simultaneous so we cannot linger so this would be a time to act very quickly the armory that they've constructed so far when myself and Tristan were there uh, we were able to take control, perhaps, of one of their um, their senior people. Uh, and we instructed the foreman that's in charge of the forge uh, that a party, a logistics party, would be appearing in two days, rather than three to four, and crate up all the items. <laughs> so if you need space to do that right in that location, then I would suggest that we are that forward party. We pick up those items. And if the army wishes to recover them and equip themselves, then we we are perhaps not too quiet about where we are going to take those items. <laughs> and we ensure that we are intercepted somewhere away from that place. And then you will be free to do the right. Um, and there will be no doubt some sacrifice on our part. But it will mean that our objective will be complete uh, and will secure the timeline for the foreseeable future at least. She, uh... I'm also open to suggestions where we don't all die. <laughs> <laughs> she says I would prefer it if you could survive as well. Do you know where this army was coming from? No. I think from the east, but I'm not sure. You can go and find out if you want. <laughs> can go and have a word with my mate Greg. Yeah, I, I'm remembering now that Greg said east and he went west because he was being pointed by me. <laughs> Greg, you fucking idiot. You don't know you're east from west. Not me, Greg. Oh, Greg. Because <laughs> we're coming from the west, then I'm assuming east because otherwise we would be stood next to the army, right? Well, <laughs> you'd be coming in ahead of them on their timeline. I mean, we are able to confirm it by uh, myself and Tristan can yeah. go and do a little bit more scouting, perhaps. Very well. I will talk with my sisters... If any of you are good at building river crossings, there's a river we need to cross. Hmm? Then we shall trust your plan unless one of us thinks of a better one. I, I can't see how we'll do that unless we drag attention to somewhere else and perhaps stealing the thing that they're after is the, the way to do that. But I, I don't know the nature of your right. If it's something that can be just whispered under your breath, we might be able to sneak you in and just do it and then sneak back out again. I believe there'll be a certain amount of sound and light involved. I don't think it will be subtle. Okay. But we do have a land wielder with us, which changes things significantly in terms of any stone structure. Okay, so, I mean, we could sneak you in there and he could just construct a big bottle over the top of us. (laughs) (laughs) A bottle seems like an obscure thing, but we could create some kind of fortification, I expect. Oh, also, um, I've been meaning to ask, um, do you know of a place called Awashar? Artushka is a city up in the northwest. That's probably the one. If you imagine that the continent was a cat, this would be <laughs> right at the tip of its ear. <laughs> do you know what? I've never thought of it that way. <laughs> what a beautiful way to imagine it. Yeah, that's very good. We once had some business in, in that area, um, and there was 
a very well forged sort of straight line that ran from that place over to the east. Are you aware of... is that something that has been sort of constructed as part of the empires that exist today, or is that uh, something that you're unaware of? Yes, that is already part of the city. It is part of, I believe, an old communication network centred towards Malahim. <laughs> yes. How did it work? I don't know, but it used mirrors. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. She thanks you, and then she heads a little way away over to her pack, and from there she actually retrieves a mirror, and she sits down staring and then talking into it. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh, that's not good, guys. <laughs> should probably tell her, Percy. Okay, I'll, I'll let you do that. <laughs> Meanwhile, so you have a clear river running north of you. Merope is communicating into her mirror and planning how they can ascend to goddesshood. T- to be clear, we may stop her communicating into that mirror the moment that we, <laughs> we see her pull it out. We won't just like, leave it till the next day. <laughs> okay, fair. Yeah, we're going to shut that down. <laughs> we-, we may well want to pile on her yeah. as soon as that starts happening. We'll just be like, Adam, run over and slap it out of her hands. Don't question why, just do it. <laughs> we'll just shoot it. <laughs> yeah, Tristan. The thing you notice is that the mirror is using the harmony of the world. It is. It's nothing like Banbury's mirror. Okay, cool. Okay. In the way that behaved. It, it's beha- It's in a very different way of operating. Okay, so as Adam smashes it to the floor into a thousand pieces, I'm going to be like, No, Adam, you fool! What have you done? You've doomed us all! <laughs> Seven years bad luck! <laughs> what an awkward time for that to start! The worst possible time. Oh, what have I done? Just before a lot of dice rolls. Yes, so you have a river to the north, and beyond that, you know that somewhere not far away is an army of terrifying fey miscreations and the goblin forge that you must somehow claim. It's at least partially on fire. The one where Tristan is not naked. Yet. Yet. Yeah, and in fairness to Tristan, he's kind of his self-conception to a degree, so he could probably be insta-naked if he so desired. Oh, that's true. And extraordinarily well hung. Oh, yeah. He's flying, but his dick is like... (laughs) Dragging along the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Just like touching the top of the water, leaving a little trail. Like an upside-down dodger. (laughs) (laughs) Just Just crashing through the trees. (laughs) 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 When when the balloon's gone rogue and the string's hanging down. Exactly. (laughs) And like a shadow falls across the valley. (laughs) you hear that? What's obscuring the light, Mama? (laughs) Oh, God, get inside! (laughs) Terrawang!
<laughs> just leaving a, a trail of destruction. This is a 400 terawang. <laughs> and that, kids, is how the Grand Canyon was created. <laughs> <laughs> that, kids, is how the average size canyon was created. <laughs> um... Okay, I didn't do the second one. I did it on 10 seconds. Oh, you... What? 30 and 35. <laughs> on 35? Fucking hell. Yeah, 35. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> Good lad. It was all going so well um, five years ago. So now there's two clicks that are at the wrong spot because I followed Stuart's instruction, but not Ben's. Okay, I'm going to hit record. I don't care. No, Season is, four. Are you restarting for real? <laughs> no. Good, because I kind of want to keep the terror wang, if I'm honest. <laughs> we could do what we always do where we had to re-record and do the same jokes in like deadpan. And there is a wang. Oh, no. Get inside. It is a small wang. It is a big wang. It was like somewhat badly rehearsed. <laughs> yeah. That was the best when Gwyn was like... Oh, Enigma's in the wardrobe out of nowhere because we've done it for the last half hour and not recorded it. What was I doing in the wardrobe? Yeah. None of your business. <laughs> That's from my set. You see, I do have a good joke in my set. That was yeah, good. pretty good. And also, I like that. you invented hmm. Elsewood in the same session by insisting that there would be a way through a wardrobe to somewhere distant. Yeah. I had to retrofit the world building to make that work. So I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah. has she? And you're going to have to retrofit the world to include gigantic Wang now. Yeah. Uh, no, that wasn't canon. Everything <laughs> I say is canon. You definitely don't want coming out of that didn't quite yeah, work. I, I get the where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. Get where you're coming from. <laughs> well Sorry, you didn't want to foreskin it. Uh. Is that correct? Is that your recollection? Or am I me? getting me wrong? I mean, anybody really. Are you claiming I'm lying? <laughs> oh, I'm not claiming you'd it. assume after all this time that I'd give you incorrect information. Or any information. I, mean, I can only tell you what I saw, but that might, you know, yeah, go on, then do ruin that. your enjoyment of the previous episode. 